0: Hello and welcome to the fiftieth episode of Michael Rogner and Matt Minick coming to you on the Tomahawk Nation Hoops Dedicated Basketball Podcast for Florida State number fifty. I can't believe it. Uh, h- how are you doing, Michael?
1: I'm doing. I'm doing better than the basketball team. I'm, I'm. I think I'm in football territory. I'm like, what are we six and three, seven and three, something like seven that? and three now. Yeah, that's seven about how three.
0: I'm feeling. Yeah, seven and yeah. three. No, I. I think I'm there with you, right? Well, for, I just watched a hell of a game between the Vikings and the Bills. I don't know if anyone else watched, uh, listened to this, saw that game. Holy heck. FSU alum Dalvin Cook got the Vikings back into the game with an 81-yard uh, house call where he just makes NFL players look slow. But uh, that game was was incredible. And, and yeah, it is a little – for the first time, I would say, Michael, since we've had the pod, and, and for a few years before that probably – my guess is, is that there is a lot of folks that are still very much focused on the football season, myself included, with with a couple of games to go and, and a bowl game that's going to be happening this year. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe folks haven't even been tuning in
1: yet. But are you
0: let's say Florida State goes out west to like the holiday bowl or something, Michael, is that something you try to find your way down to?
1: Yeah, I would love to love to see some. Some postseason football. I'd for you know, not to tease ahead on the basketball, but um, I, we will not be seeing postseason basketball this year, so yeah, uh, there's the I, there's a the, you know, they're in Sacramento for the tournament, but yeah, yeah, Florida State will not be. In I mean, I guess
0: that depends if you count the ACC tournament postseason basketball or not, but uh, you're guaranteed one game, so
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, um, yeah, maybe we'll so. If you're tuning in to hear about how how dominating Florida State has been against Miami and Syracuse, and I'm just going to spoiler alert for you, Florida State is going to kick UF's ass. I'm just in football. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. They're going to run for for three hundo and, and just demolish them Um, on the basketball side of things. um. You know the women actually have looked pretty good. The women, the women have uh, an infusion of talent and a, and a pace and pace pace and space offense that is that is very interesting to watch and putting up a lot of points. The men, the men, well, what what is the state of affairs, uh, sir
1: Rogner? well we, we when we last left off at the end of last year i think we were down to maybe 8 or 9 guys and when we got blasted by Syracuse out of the ACC tournament mm-hmm. and we kind of picked up right where we left off with with eight scholarship players um and i i you know the 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 basic message for anybody out there an eight person team is not going to be a good basketball team. So let's, we're not expecting that much at the, at this point. Um, But the ways in which this team has shown that to be bad in the early going is really head scratching. And it's, 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 uh, it's been a a little bit alarming to watch. Um, And the coaches certainly have their, have their work, um, you know, cut out for them.
0: Yeah. We did a couple of podcasts over the summer. Uh, and, and I, you know what, maybe some maybe a, a listener can come and point out my errors here, but in, in rough order, something along these lines of like podcast number 47, great news. Matthew Cleveland's coming back. Like, excellent. Talked a little golf and things like that. Podcast 48. We got a transfer Jalen Ganey from, he's a two-time Div- Ivy League defensive player of the year. Uh, that that is excellent. He is going to just be a rim runner and and rebound and do all the things that we need. Be be a be a defensive minded Malik Osborne for us. Fantastic. And then podcast forty nine was we just signed a a guy who, you know, in some circles is considered a, a potential lottery pick next year, but definitely a person who is look cam, coming to the states, Baba Miller as an international prospect who's already. Uh, seen success on international teams and and coming to the states with the mindset of playing in the NBA sooner rather than later uh and so those were podcasts number 47 48 and 49 or so and and uh as well as bringing in guys like Chandler Jackson and and others and um we at podcast 50 do do not have Jalen Ganey at all for this season uh we do not have Baba Miller thanks to uh I don't even I, I know we've rated this explicit before it already needs to be for this one uh for a few words, but I, like we would need a new category of explicit for for some of the words that I would have for the NCA organization that really seems hell bent on on punishing people who who try to do the right thing to, to make up for the fact that they are are powerless and and you know little dick syndrome for for the ones they can't ha- they they can't actually punish some people so they they punish others uh and so that is that is why we have baba miller in jail for 16 games and then and then chandler jackson um well deontay deontay green her got hurt in high school chandler jackson got hurt over the summer and so neither of those guys have been available so far either and so that is what Rogner means when he says we have eight scholarship players and but can I ask you something even with eight players I I mean Stetson is not a good team even at their level they're not a good team in the conference that they're in or at least they weren't last year I don't know maybe maybe they this year they're incredible but uh, don't you feel like we should win home games against Stetson even with
1: eight players yeah. Stetson is, I mean, that's that's completely and excuse it, it may be the worst home loss in Ham's 20 years tenure. There's there's the you know, we lost a Florida International one year, and there's the Texas Corpus Christi team, and and uh South Alabama. The South Alabama uh, loss
0: was pretty
1: bad. That was pretty bad, but that was, that was pretty bad. Stetson, when it's all said and done, Stetson may be the worst. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see how this how the season plays out. So that was that was a fun way to start the season. Um, and one of the things you know you mentioned those old podcasts, one of the things that we're excited about is that, you know we finally had a roster that that could really switch one to five, which is, you know, what Ham has been trying to do for years, but we haven't really had the roster makeup. You know, we had Jalen Ganey, who would have been playing the bulk of the minutes. Um, you know he's he's switchable, and then you've got Baba who at six eleven, Corin at yeah, you know, six ten. yeah, you just got you got a lot of those jumbo dudes who can who can move and and now we got nothing. I mean, we Corn's playing, but it's a little too early in the season for him and and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a really unfortunate. This team, this program, has, seems to have been cursed by COVID. You know, we had, we had the best team in, t- in school history going into the ACC tournament. Everything gets shut down. And then since then, you know, yeah. last year we're first place in the ACC, beat Duke, beat Miami, and everything fell apart. And this year started off, you know, just a complete disaster from a roster perspective. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to beat Stetson. I don't care who's on the roster. And UCF – you know, they're probably not that good a team. You lose on the road. It's not that big. It's not that big a deal to UCF. But, but yeah, when you're scoring 54 points and <laughs> against them, it's just, it's bad. It's just bad basketball.
0: Yeah. I mean, your point about co- the, the curse by COVID is, I mean, that, that's a team that's going to be a, a two seed in the NCAA tournament. It doesn't even get to play the rest of the year. And, and I think since then, you know, we did have a few nice moments with Scotty, but it was fun to watch Scotty. Mm. It was it was I feel so horrible that actually like a lot of fans didn't get to see Scotty. There was still limits on how many people could even come to the games and stuff. Um, and, and you know, I, we, I basically feel like we got. We got that game against Indiana where Scotty wins it on a buzzer beater. We got the, the really, really kind of it all came together game in the second round of the NCAA tournament against Colorado that we got into the Sweet 16 after that. And we had a nice game against Duke last year. And that's basically, that's basically the positives since COVID. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, you know, which is not fun. It feels like how, can we just have the football team and the basketball team be good at the same time, which apparently we cannot. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, I, if I can, I, we, we should not spend too long on this because it be, I because people don't want to hear it that much, but, At risk of slightly belaboring the point. I think what has been most alarming to me this year, Michael, is that we, it's not that I haven't seen guys with some skill. It's not that I have, yes, we do lack depth right now, but it's not like we didn't lack depth at times last year where Harrison Prieto is starting and, and somehow we're still beating Virginia on the road. It's, it's, what what I have been troubled by is that the culture of of basketball that Hamilton and Stan Jones and others have created at Florida State that is is this you know you sell out for the for the time that you're on the court you're selfless you you front the post you're you're disruptive on you hear coaches say things in press conferences like you just can't run your stuff against Florida State you just can't get comfortable and and that has been the most disappointing is that we have a bunch of guys right now that don't look like they actually are putting forth Mm -hmm. the effort to make another team uncomfortable. Michael, we are giving up, it's been two games. We are 354th in the country in defensive rebounding, giving up 51% of opponents, offensive rebounds in two games, 51%. You cannot win basketball games like that. Someone had like Derwin kitchen was six, four. He rebounded. Anthony, someone on this team has to go and put a body on somebody and say, I'm not going to leak out. And I'm not going to watch my teammates. I'm going to rebound.
1: Yeah. And in, in, in defense of the players, I'll I'll do my best to, to, to defend them a little bit um, because of the lack of depth, you know, we're not practicing the same way that we would. Well um, and Fletcher's and, not and, practicing at all. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So he's just not practicing because of a back right. injury. Yeah.
1: And when they're all when they're on the court, you know, they're playing. I think Darren Green is played like 37 minutes and 35 minutes or something. Like they are they're they're incapable of of putting forth the effort that we're used to seeing simply because they're all on the court for 35 minutes a game. That said, um, I cannot argue with the fact that they do not put forth the effort. You know, from the tip when they're fresh and and ready to roll. And the rebounding is, um, you know, part of it is is the system that we run. I mean, we're never going to be a great defensive rebounding team, but it's just completely inexcusable how bad we are this year. and I, who, you know, who's going to step up and fix that? It's not going to get fixed. I mean, we're not going to finish the year three hundred and fifty fourth, but we're not it's probably going to be the worst defensive rebounding team that we've ever had. And the the cultural point that you made—it's just like we're used to going into facing teams like Duke and UNC and Syracuse, Louisville, whoever that have a significant talent advantage over Florida State, and but Florida State never gets rattled, and they're never soft, and this team is both. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and I'm glad you.
1: I, I was hoping you would say that we're never
0: going to be a, a, a great. A defensive rebounding team because you're right we aren't. When you front the post, you're inherently going to give a, give up uh, a, a number of of defensive rebounds. Especially when you have when you go for block shot, we trade trying to be disruptive, getting steals, getting blocks for giving up a few more defensive rebounds. But I was sifting through some of our recent to semi recent history, and in 2013, the year that quite honestly, so it started with that loss to South Alabama at home. It included a loss at home to Mercer. Sounds, we play Mercer this year, by the way. Sound, sound familiar? Um, we lost to an atrocious Auburn team, by, by the way, that year on the road and an atrocious Virginia Tech team. Uh, we really had no business finishing that year above 500, except for the fact that Michael Snare hit like five buzzer beaters to, to, to keep us uh, above 500. But that year, we were 330th in offensive rebounding. 330th for the season, allowing 36% offensive rebounds. So we were we were gathering uh what 64% of the defensive rebounds. Right now we're gathering 49% of the defensive rebounds available. 49. The previous worst we were gathering, and I know it's only been two games. We were gathering 64%. That is unfathomable bad. Off, uh, defensive rebounding. And, uh, and, and you're right. It's, it's there's certain, there comes a time where it's, you have to be just tougher. You have players on this team have to just decide that they're going to be a little bit tougher than what they've shown for the first two games. Uh, And that, and that's all I'll say about that. Like you can watch the games and you can probably see who's just not, um, who doesn't look like they are, are mentally tough right now and and i do agree that yeah playing 37 he's not tony douglas dan green can't play 37 Mm. minutes so um i i don't know what to do about that hopefully chandler jackson comes back soon but uh but to your point they don't look tired with five minutes you know with 15 minutes to go in the first half they just look like they're not trying they look like they're i don't know like they've already thought to themselves like it's already too late
1: yeah if you look at that 2020 team that got screwed over by COVID. They were not good defensive rebounding team. They were 281st in the country, but they were fourth in block shots and ninth at turnover. So they they were absolutely elite at some really key yeah. defensive you know, and me- metrics. And right now we are we are not gonna be blocking shots. I mean, we're gonna have if if McCaud can even play, he's gonna play like, you know, 15 minutes a game. Um, and nobody else is gonna be out there blocking shots. And we have shown nothing to suggest that that we're going to be uh, as disruptive as some of the, of some of the teams that we've been in the past, you know, maybe that'll change a little bit. I think as we, as, as ham and, and company tries to adjust the defense to cover up for how bad the defense is right now, you know, may, maybe they figure out ways to be a little more disruptive, but, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's not a lot of, of, uh, of, 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 you know, Hope on the horizon for this team to be good defensively, and if they're not, then they need to be elite offensively to have a chance at the tournament. And they're, you know, they're that's, not. Yeah, yeah no, no not. spoilers there, but we are not yeah. going to be an elite offensive team. I think
0: they're an okay three-point shooting yeah. team. I think there's a uh, there, there's a few guys like how House is. Let's. I mean, maybe we can focus on a few positives here. Uh, Tom House already has a stroke that is both better and more. I think more. Effective at getting his shot off when it when he's when he's not, he doesn't have to be wide open to get his shot off, maybe the way that Wyatt did sometimes. So um, you know, Tom House can can make threes. Darren Green certainly wrote about him in the exhibition mm-hmm. game. He certainly has a nice shot. Cam Corin uh I has been a very pleasant surprise. I I think that it would be nice if if we had a roster that was allowing him to play maybe. 12 to 15 minutes a game right now, as opposed to 25, but, um, he, he's been, he's been a nice, honestly, I'm a little bit worried that he gets frustrated with the season and leaves after one year because Mm -hmm. he's got that kind of positional size and, and lateral move quickness and and ability, you know, shoot the three, like he's got that thing that NBA teams like, and, um, and Jalen Worley has, has looked very comfortable in year two of running the offense. I don't know that he's ever going to be a guy that you get a lot of offense from like as an individual, but he's looked very comfortable running the offense and he's getting to the free throw line a hell of a lot, uh, which, which if we had any kind of defense at all would really be a positive. You get to the free throw line, you set up the defense, you, you know, you kind of get things going, create some backport pressure. Uh, So I don't know. There's some positives there. I, I to your point though, I it's hard for me to see where where something is going to come. When you, Baba comes in in fourteen games. That's that's a long time. Chandler, I think, I think the coaches might feel like Chandler Jackson might already be like the toughest guy on the mm-hmm. team, like the toughest mentally. Just he's a grinder. He's gritty, but he's got to come back from a thumb. It's not like he's going to step on the court and be immediately ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know where you where you go. I mean, we play Troy next. Do do you think are we going to go zero and three?
1: I don't think so. I think we're gonna. I think I'm going to make a bold prediction that we will beat Troy. the The what are they? The, are they the Trojans? The, yes. Yeah. All right. The Troy Trojans. We're gonna we're gonna take them down. Um, and the the reason I think that is because they kind of play like Florida State wants to play. You know, they're like twelve deep. They press. They they disrupt. You know, so it's kind of that. Thing that florida state should be used to playing against in practice um but you know, you know i won't be i won't be surprised at all if, if we if we lose um we 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 agree you and i on sort of the, the the bright spots you know corin worley uh worley i will say is the best of the sophomores on the roster um corin so far is the best of the freshmen but we haven't seen a a, a few of them half of them um, yes yeah, so three three th- three out of five we haven't seen yeah. so, uh but um it's good that corin is getting all of these minutes because it's going to accelerate his uh development and if you look at the, the freshman class, I know that you were, you were all in on Deontay green and I've been all in on, on Chandler Jackson. Everybody knows that Bob is going to be good. And so, you know, this freshman class kind of is, has, you know, has the opportunity to be really good. And, and once they're able to play, they can, they'll actually, you know, probably get more minutes than they would otherwise. So that's, that's one thing that'll keep me watching, you know, this year is that, that, that development of, of the young guys for the older guys, you know, Caleb Mills and Fletcher and McLeod. And yeah, I I think we kind of see what they're going to be. um, And, you know, it's just not that intriguing of a story to me. It's, it's more, it's more the young guys. When you have a bad team, it's all about like, how are the young guys going to get better so that this program doesn't become a bad program and it just becomes like a one-year blip. Yeah.
0: I, this is going to sound, my words carefully, I haven't felt like this since Von Wafer was on the team. Yeah. Where there was, I mean, Von Wafer is one of the most talented basketball players we've ever had at Florida State, and he essentially got—I mean, he got as suspended as a like as, as an in year or as kicked off the team yeah. as a guy at Florida State is ever going to get, like yeah. mid year kicked off the team, kind of. Um I mean, he just he just stopped being he, he was no longer played for the last uh, seven or eight games. And 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 there was some concerns at the time, if you know, he was kind of bringing Alexander, Alexander Johnson down with him. And 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 so I, I do have that like we I think there needs to my hope is that. Guys like Chandler Jackson, Deontay Green, who, who by the way, should not play. I mean, he was a borderline redshirt, but now if we're already 0-2, like what are we playing for, right? Like why bring Deontay Green along if you can just – I mean, I know now you can play 10 or 12 games and still redshirt, but there's no need to rush him back from the ACL injury at this point. Um, I just – I really, to your point, hope that the young guys can build – can can grow, can act can accelerate their their learning, their development, can can pick up good habits and become familiar with being relied upon, but not allow uh, not allow the locker room to become like when von Wafer was on the team yeah. is is what my hope would be
1: yeah everything everything's on the table right now this you know ham keeps talking about how inexperienced is the most inexperienced team he's ever had and you know with that inexperience like anything could happen and that you know that means good or bad in the locker room you know with with uh you know on, on the court like all that shit is just totally open and it will be interesting to see how it plays out i will go back and and uh, sort of piggyback on your your shooter point that you made earlier like you know we do have some good shooters on this team and there's going to be two or three games this season where we win because somebody goes nuts and and we've seen that happen so often against Florida State and and since Michael Snare we haven't really seen it that much for Florida State so that, that'll be kind of fun to see there's there's just going to be games where Darren Green or somebody you know hits like six threes and, and I think there'll get,
0: be games where yeah. Florida State probably goes I don't know, let's call it 13 to 25 from mm. 3, right? Like Green hits 7, Corn hits 3, uh maybe at this point in the season if we're talking about Baba hits 2, House hits 3, uh you know, Worley grabs 1. Like I I could see us having mm-hmm. 12 or 13 threes in a game. And yeah, that's going to win you basketball games. So uh yeah. Well, why don't we uh so I I think we I was gonna say let's preview Troy, but the reality is is that Troy. Just so people know, Troy's Troy's played two games, but neither one of them is against a team that is in Division One or Two basketball. So, kind of hard to preview them. think, like Michael said, they're they're a, they're not a very good team. They're deeper. They they're gonna try to pick up the pace, and it probably will look sloppy at times, and probably will look like a up and down track meet at times. And hopefully, Florida State is able to have more points than Troy at the end. Uh, but why don't we take a quick break and then maybe come back and talk a little bit about, uh, I, I, hate to say this, but maybe some like next year things. We had some good news for people coming in next year. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Um, the first part of the podcast, you probably don't want to go back and listen, but definitely rehashing uh, what was what was happening to this point, which is a lot of bad basketball for Florida state and, and an uncertainty of how is it going to get better in the near future? Aside from the fact that, you know, there's still talented people on the court who can shoot the basketball and, and some games are certainly going to, you know, give you some hope that maybe things are turning around and, and hopefully we get two of the players, Chandler Jackson and Baba Miller, back by middle of January. Um, But, you know, we you talked a little bit in the last segment about the freshmen, uh, Cam Tom House. And and I'm not trying to skip ahead to the season. I mean, I, I will still watch all of these games, but in a world in which it at right now it seems like we already are on very thin ice with a resume, even for an NIT. Um, there was some really positive news for next season, which is that our our big time recruit signed, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Bull Bowen or, or Taylor Bowen from uh, New Hampshire. He's in one of those prep schools up there. Uh, you know, he's he's six nine, super athletic. He's 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 that, you know, we we ever since we switched to the 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 system, you know, where we're trying to switch one through five, my big complaint has been we just haven't had the right roster for it. Like we had Dom, we had, you know, uh Tenor Ingom, you know, McLeod, like those guys are not. They're, they're, they're not guarding anybody out on, out on the perimeter. Um, but we keep doing it. And the, the, you know, what we really need to be able to do is have those jumbo wings who can, who can play outside on offense and defend, you know, everybody on defense. And, and if things play out next year, you know, we'll have Taylor Bowen, Cam Corn, Deontay Green, um, uh, Jalen Ganey. Uh, he certainly won't play outside on the offense, but he, he can defend anybody. Um, you know, maybe Baba again. Like we'll have lots of options to 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 run that sort of jumbo uh, defense. You know, where we'll call it, oh, they're playing small. You know, because they've only got, you know, because nobody's seven foot five out there. But it's you know, everybody will be like six five to six eleven, and and switching and garden, and can finally kind of run that system that Ham's been trying to. To cultivate you know for the last several several years and um yeah so it's 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 way too early to be saying yeah next year looks great but you know next year looks great
0: yeah and and you know here here in college sports world obviously the portal has changed everything so you know you never you never you never know but but taylor bowen is a guy who is a I don't know. I, we call it borderline five star, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he's in that top thirty-ish range. He is to your point. If, if folks aren't, he's 6'9", 200 pounds. He's laterally quick. I mean, we're talking the. It's a shame that Chris Singleton was never on the team when Hamilton was trying to switch everything because mm-hmm. Chris Singleton might have de- developed into the best defender ever in yeah. college basketball. Uh, but this is you know you need those pat williams you need the Raquan grays you need the malik osborns on the team to run the defense we want and to your point you know a 6-9 taylor bowen with a 6-9 or six ten cam corin with a 6-11 jaylen gainey is is a pretty good start to a defense and and i and i understand that i said earlier in the podcast gosh i hope cameron corn i mean it is definitely possible that cameron corn i don't know plays well enough this year to to go and be a be a late first early second round pick but um or maybe late second round pick maybe he just doesn't want to be on the team anymore i'm not i'm not saying i've heard that just it's college basketball but to your i would imagine that most of the people on this roster are back next season uh i I can't see a world right now in which Matthew Cleveland is is able to be drafted based on his offensive skill set. Um, Jalen Worley is not a good enough defender right now. Jalen Ga- uh, Ganey's hurt, so um, Deontay Green's hurt, uh, and so I, I think that yeah, you end up with you end up with a, a Deontay Green who's a year removed from an injury, a Jalen Gainey who has all year now to rehab, uh, and a Taylor Bowen. And that is that is a pretty nice long Toronto Raptors-esque team, which if folks don't watch the Raptors, it's where Scotty Barnes went. They have 6'11", Pascal Siakam, who defends everything. They have six seven OG Ananobi, who defends everything. They just drafted Coloco out of Arizona, who swats away everything. And that is, I think, what Hamilton would like the team to be.
1: Yeah. And Bob is probably the one guy who can, you know, who will legitimately be a concern to leave for the NBA. I think if anybody else leaves, it's for, you know, for other reasons. Um, you know, maybe it's like uh, uh Balsa who just, you yeah. know, wanted to get a pro career started, but not in the NBA or maybe, you know, there's training. Butler just and wasn't
0: happy. I don't know. Yeah, It's,
1: it's just, you know, it's, it's college basketball now is the way it is, but, but yeah, it's, it's uh, the, 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 the The thought of having you know you could have five guys next year who are all like six nine or taller on the court at the same time you know it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. just be a, a pretty unique looking team
0: yeah no i'm i'm uh, i'm not on the is hamilton has has the game passed hamilton by train uh, yet because i'm very excited about what hopefully the roster looks like uh next year is there anyone else uh you, you've heard i, I know that from what I've been told, I think Sebastian Mack's a guy that might end up being part of this class, depending on how much space we have. I know right now scholarships are not necessarily available. But anyone else on your radar from a recruitment standpoint?
1: From from what I hear, like Max is really the guy for for twenty. You know they they have the luxury of of really recruiting twenty four and twenty five guys right now, um, and Max seems to be the last one that they're really putting the full court press on for for the 23 class. And, um, but who knows? I mean, stuff's always happening behind the scenes. You never, you never know. And I'm sure they they've got, uh, you know, backup plans considering, you know, depending on who may or may not, um, you know, depart from the, from this roster.
0: Yeah. And the portal, I mean, I think it's, I think if it's not clear by now, uh, this coaching staff, certainly like, it's not, I'm not talking about Davo Sweeney here. We certainly like to use the portal, whether that's, uh, you know, Darren Green and and Ganey this year, and we've had uh, got uh, you know all you can go all the way back to like Jeff Peterson uh, bringing in transfer from Arkansas and Dom, like you mentioned, and so you know I, I know that we always have have our eyes on the portal, but uh, Matt Max, another if you're not familiar with him, you know big guard, you right? He's another six four, six five combo guard, maybe shades of MJ Walker in there, but um, just a, a big guard who would fit right in with your everyone between six, five and six ten kind of lineup. Right. That would be that kind of guy.
1: Yeah. And he's a scorer. He's, he's, he's pretty skilled dude. Um, hopefully, you know, the the folks that are on the roster right now are taking a look at the football team and listening to the way the, that the football team is talking because the football team stunk, you know, they were bad, they were losing to some bad games and now they're really good. Um, and so when you listen to, um, you know, so some of the quotes that are that are that are coming from those guys from the leaders on the football team, they're just like, you know, we we're sick of losing. And now we want to go out and step on people's throats. So, you know, ho- hopefully this losing is taken in the right way, um, because they're going to they're going to deal with a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we talked Troy a little bit. Do you have an official so that game is tomorrow? Uh well, tomorrow as of this recording, you might be listening to this uh to to you might be listening to this on Monday. So that game could be today if you're listening to this on Monday. Um do you have an an official prediction, Mr. Rogner?
1: The line opened at twelve. You know, Florida State favored by twelve. It's now ten and a half and I'm I'm going all in. Tomorrow's our night. It's going to be they're going to they're just going to be raining threes. It's going to be great. And they're they going to beat Troy. They're going to cover. We're all we're going to feel good. And then we're going to get rolled by Florida. But whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, I will say that, you know, this I'll, I'll give it one more shot here. But uh, Florida State does not cover the 10 and a half does beat Troy and then I I've got a, a heck of a travel week ahead of me so I don't think we're going to get a chance to pod before the Florida game on Friday um, but I I will say that Florida is the is the tougher tougher team than us mentally and physically and and beats us by
1: double digits yeah I am I am uh concerned by Florida and Colin Castleton is pretty much uh you know for anybody who missed him he's a senior their center who came back and is going to be one of the top you know he's probably First, second team, all American kind of, you know, kind of guy. And we have nobody. It would be as if
0: Bolshev came back two more years, right? right. Like after he <laughs> right. left. Maybe
1: right? three. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all right.
0: Well, always, always good talking to you, sir. And uh let's let's hope we can get to one and two. Maybe, maybe our fifty-first podcast can be talking about our our first win
1: of the season. Uh for Michael, I'm Matt Donalds.